Welcome to the Transform Your Mind Radio Hour and Podcast, a show about transformation, mindset transformation. This is Life Coach Marnie Young, and in my book, Out of the Snares, A Story of Hope and Encouragement, I share my journey of being born in poverty in Guyana to have an abundance in America. And I did it by changing my mindset. Let's go do it. Each week, I bring you guests or one-on-one coaching sessions to help you change your mindset and transform your life. Welcome back to the Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life radio podcast and television show. I'm your host, Life Coach Mindy Young. And sitting in the guest chair today is Risa Gru. Risa is a functional nutritionist and certified autoimmune coach. And today we're going to be talking on the topic, the six most popular mainstream diets, their benefits, and their drawbacks. Welcome, Risa. Thank you, Myrna. It's great to be here. You're very welcome. Yes, I am going to enjoy our conversation today. Um, uh, yeah, because I'm actually very, very confused right now about diet and losing weight because I've been trying everything, not everything, but a lot of stuff and it's not seem to be doing any, any, it's not seem to be going anywhere. So I'm personally going to learn from our conversation today. All right. So let me give you, um, a little bit, um, background information and Risa. Risa Grew, CN, is a functional nutritionist and certified autoimmune coach and author author of Food Frame. Diet is a four-letter word. She has always been passionate about nutrition and good health. Risa was so concerned with purity that she made her children's baby food from scratch. Today, she's passionate about cooking and creating healthy, nutritious food. She works with a wide array of clients from professional athletes, adults, and kids to the biggest loser in season four. Risa works with issues like diabetes, autoimmune disease, cancer, digestion, thyroid, and hormone imbalances, to name a few. Risa firmly believes that the body can heal itself with whole foods we obtain from the earth and sees living proof of that in her office every day. She looks at root causes using functional nutrition, nutritional guidelines, blood and stool tests, and knows that weight loss is a side effect of wellness. All right. So that's a great intro. And I love that. You know, um, I think I'm well, but I'm still having some problems with weight loss. <laughs> so, all right. So, Risa, I, I normally... Um, like to start off my uh, my interview with kind of a background so that the listening audience can get a feel from your work for what got you to this point today. And I understand that most of your work is 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 um, centered around you know autoimmune diseases that cause inf- um, chronic inflammation because that was your journey. Can you share your journey to becoming a health coach? Sure, absolutely. Um so I was always very passionate about food. I, you know, I grew up in a house. My mom was always on a diet and some foods are fattening and you can't have that. And I thought, why? I was just so confused. Why is this food okay to eat? But that food, not so much. And, 
you know, and then my grandma was always on a diet and nobody was particularly that, that overweight, but everybody was perpetually on a diet. And, um, you know, I remember my grandma used to go to the fat farm was what she would call it every year. I soon found out it was Canyon Ranch. She was going to the spa, but, you know, it was just this, it, we were just all this language around being fat and, and dieting and deprivation. And I just, you know, of course I was like, of course, I'm, you know, in high school on a diet thinking, should I be dieting? You know, it's all this craziness, right? So um, it wasn't until years later that I, um, I mean, I always was interested in food, but it wasn't until years later that I really sort of had to force uh, myself into really focusing on what I ate because I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disease to your thyroid where your body is creating all these antibodies and it finds a gland, a tissue or an organ in which to plant itself on. And in my case, it was Hashimoto's and my thyroid. So um, I didn't, um, then I really got very heightened about what I was eating and I was eating really, I was always passionate about food and I always ate really healthy and exercised and did all that stuff because I valued my health. And then once I went on the Hashimoto's journey, I was just determined to figure out what is this going on? Why did I get this? How can I reverse this? And the conventional allopathic medicine community was very pill for nil as that's what it does. And so it just gave me a pill. So it's take the Synthroid, you'll be fine. I said, well, how long do I take it for? And the doctor said, oh, you know, every day. And I said, no, no, for how long? And he said, forever. And I went, what? Why is my body not producing something that I need to take something synthetic for, right? Shouldn't I be, shouldn't the question here be, why are you not producing this? And, you know, why was my thyroid this underachiever and now in a state of attack? And um, so I really started to dig in and um, I really got to the root of it. And so I became um, a functional nutritionist, meaning that I practice the, the, the four major pillars of functional medicine or functional nutrition, and they are looking at root causes. Why is it that we have headaches, right? It's not because we have a deficiency in Tylenol, right? Why do we have high cholesterol? Why do we have constipation? Why do we have depression? Whatever it is, anxiety, there's a root cause to that. It's not because we have this deficiency in medication. We're born with that. And you're saying it can always be linked back to what you're eating? Not necessarily always what you're eating, but what you're he eating is definitely hindering or helping. Okay. So it there could be a pathogen in your gut. There could be blood sugar dysregulation. There could be, you know, low thyroid. All of these things where food absolutely either is contributing or, um, you know, to the, to, the, to the growth of it or to the reverse of it. So mm -hmm. absolutely what we eat matters. But um, I'm always looking at those root causes. Um, that's why I do extensive blood tests and stool tests, because I want to know what's going on. I, we, I'm not really good at guessing. You know, I just I cannot play darts with the lights off and I cannot see the target. I'm not really good. Right. That's what we already do in conventional medicine In functional nutrition. We know the facts. Right. So we're looking at, at in addition to root causes, we're looking for prevention. Because in allopathic medicine, we look at our reference ranges, they get wider and wider and wider. And a lot of things people don't realize is that every lab removes the top two and a half percent, the bottom two and a half percent. So they usually use the 95% in the middle. And so depending on what's coming into your local lab, they're moving that range to where it's, it's normal, where the average is. So you could be diagnosed with something in the state of Florida, but not in the state of Nevada or Mississippi. Really? Right. Wow. Yes. 
because of the reference ranges, I tested it actually with my son in the same exact building. I went to Quest Labs and, and LabCorp about six weeks apart. And I went through and I had time to the reference ranges and some are the same. Some move by a little bit and some are a little bit uh, wider. So in functional medicine or functional nutrition, we don't move those ranges. That's what the range is. And mm-hmm. then um, so we're looking at prevention. We're looking at uh, root causes. And then we believe that the body is one interconnective unit. So everything has to do with each other, right? So your headache might have something to do with your blood sugar or your, um, your adrenal glands or whatever it is. Um, and it's not, you know, in conventional medicine, we have different doctors and specialists and different organs and body parts and things. Um, and then the fourth pillar that I focus on is I um, look at data. I, I again, I, I cannot guess. I'm not good at guessing. I mean, I could a little bit, but we're all going to get frustrated if I do. So mm-hmm. I want to see data. So I order very lengthy um, blood tests. Look at all 10 markers of your thyroid. I'm looking at all four markers of your blood sugar. I'm looking at all your inflammation numbers because at the end of the day, we know that inflammation is the driver of disease. Right. Mm -hmm. And getting back to your question about weight loss, if we've got a fire in the basement, which I say to people all the time, we've got this raging fire in the basement, your doctor might give you a little squirt gun or you might be trying it with a squirt gun yourself. Right. But I got to bring in the hose and get that fire out, because if we have a fire in the basement, we're going to hold on to all of our resources. The body is not going to give it up because it may need it in the future, right? It's like I always say to people, you've got a raging fire in the basement, but somebody's on the second floor saying, can you help me change the light bulb? They're like, what? I got this fire. (laughs) And you're happy to change the light bulb once you get the fire out. So that's, that's another consideration is how much of a fire do you have, right? Is that why you're not losing weight? Um, so those are what we look at. And in my office, I look at two foundational issues. One is systemic inflammation, as I mentioned, that is the driver of disease. We know that now for sure with COVID, people are going into third stage inflammation. It was going into the respiratory tract and um, disease, right? And then the other is uh, gut health. And gut health is extraordinarily important. Yeah. Um, so we need those to optimize our health. Right, right. That's what I'll okay. do. Yeah. Yeah, and well, I'm 10 points away from reversing my Hashimoto's. Oh, really? Okay. Good for you. Right. Okay. Well, you know, um, one of my favorite books that I read, you know, one of the first thing it says that, you know, we wanted that you should read um, Think and Grow Rich, and then you should read uh, a nutrition book. <laughs> and, you know, I concentrate on all these mindset and energy and all this stuff. And I personally, you know, um, has been dealing with the battle of the bull since I came into menopause and I work hard on it, but I don't, I'm not seeing any kind of improvement. <laughs> and I did what you just talked about. I said to my, I, I, I said to my gynecologist, I need to have a, um, a home or hormone, um, test. Uh, right. And, and, you know, we're going, I'm going to see him next week and we're going to, and we're going to discuss it because, right. you know, he says, well, I already know that your hormones are going to be in balance because you're in menopause. Right. <laughs> right. Goes down. Yes. right. Exactly. So um, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, as, as I, as you talk to, you know, my listening audience, I would also pick up a few things sure. on, uh, on that. So that's very good that you, you know, what you mentioned about, um, you know, food is either um, hindering or it is, um, uh, you know, or it's helping, right? 
And and that's basically what I've been doing. I've been trying this and this and this and that and that. You know, I I walk a five k mile, a five k every morning, and I'm in the sunshine. I told you in Florida, and I and I eat healthy. But anyway, so this is not all about me, but I'm. Everybody There's is. five reasons why we don't lose weight typically, right? In addition okay. to some inflammation. One okay. is blood sugar dysregulation, which we, you know, I, I test for insulin resistance and most allopathic doctors do not test for that. So I'm looking at a C-peptide and, and a fasting insulin in addition to hemoglobin A1C and glucose. So that's number one is if you have insulin resistance, it's very difficult to lose weight. Number two, thyroid dysregulation. That is our metabolism, our temperature gauge. It's our burner, right? That tells me, are you able to lose weight? Right? Yeah, my, so thyroid, my thyroid is good. Cause I told you, I just took that hormone thing and everybody, and I was thinking it was probably something to do with my thyroid, but my thyroid is in the normal range. So it's it in that. <laughs> and that is that all markers or is it just your TSH that they're looking at? I have no clue, but it's, yeah. it's something about normal range and mine isn't a normal range. <laughs> right. Okay. And then the third one is cortisol. That's our stress hormone, right? Right. So stress really does drive up cortisol. We will not lose weight when we have high cortisol or okay. really low cortisol for that matter either. And then four, you just named it sex hormone imbalance. That's a huge reason why we can't lose weight or why we easily gain I weight. for the sex hormones too. So, you know, so I don't, I think they're in normal range, but then we'll discuss it. But yeah, right. right. Okay. And then the fifth reason, the fifth one is an overload of toxins. So that's why I'm big on detoxing. I do a detox all the time. I just had a detox shake just now. I'm always detoxing. And it's really important because we are inundated with chemicals. The FDA in America, this is a brand new number. I hate to report it. We have been approved for 86,000 chemicals, 86,000 chemicals. Wow. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. I remember how easy it was to find jobs and apply for jobs right there on the spot. LinkedIn Jobs is the best place to find jobs if you're looking and the best place to find qualified candidates if you're hiring. Then just add your job with the purple hashtags hiring to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. LinkedIn makes finding the right candidate easy with simple tools like screening questions. So you can focus on applicants with just the right skills and experience and quickly prioritize who you like to interview and hire. If you want to finish the year strong, finding the right man or woman for the job is the first step. LinkedIn jobs help you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com backslash transform. That's linkedin.com backslash transform to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is sponsored by Young and Profiting Podcast with Hala Taha. Looking for a new, riveting, and informative podcast? Well, look no further. 
check out Young and Profiting, hosted by Hala Taha. Young and Profiting podcast is all about listening, learning, inspiring, and profiting. Each week, Hala investigates a new self-improvement topic and interviews the brightest minds in the world who are experts on that topic. A good life comes from good choices, but good choices come from experience. Hala interviews the likes of many entrepreneurs and experts in their field. One of her most notable episodes was John Asaraf on Training Your Brain. Hala Taha knows a thing or two about the entrepreneurial spirit. She is the CEO of Yap Media and one of the brightest influencers on LinkedIn with over 175,000 followers. She was also featured on the January 2021 cover on Podcast Magazine, where she was referred to as the Podcasting Princess. She has also founded Yap Media Network, a network that specializes in the growth and monetization of podcast brands across podcasts, social media, YouTube, and live stream events. Yap's subject matter ranges from improving your mentality, how to gain influence, the art of healing through your mind, and more. Subscribe to Yap, Young and Profiting Podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and level up your life. Let's spend a little time there. So how do you detox, or how do you how do you um, suggest that people detox? Yeah, so um, let me just give you some more stats there that 86,000 over 3,000 of which are, are foods that we can eat, right? And mm-hmm. let me just tell you that Europe just came out with a list of 1,600 chemicals that they banned just for their cosmetics. At the mm-hmm. same time, the U.S. banned 11. <laughs> so yeah. we have toxins everywhere, They're in our makeup, they're in our clothes, they're in our paint, they're in our furniture, they're in our food, they are in our cosmetics, they are in our sunscreen, in our shampoos, our conditioners, our perfume is toxins, right? Fragrances are toxins. Um, Deodorant is a really great place to get toxins. Um, uh, Bug spray, um, candles, you know, we're just breathing those in any kind of air fresheners. I know every time we get into an Uber, you know, we have all these um, air fresheners. Those are just all toxins. Yeah. So we're breathing okay. them all the time. Mm. Um, and just to give you a quick example, I worked with um, Freddie Couples, who's one of the greatest golfers of all time. And mm-hmm. he lived on uh, two golf courses. And of course, he worked on golf courses. And he came in to see me. He had a lot of smell sensitivity. If he would smell any kind of perfume, he'd get a headache. He was always having lots of issues. He had massive back pain. Um, and there was nothing structurally wrong, we found out. It was all inflammation because I did extensive testing. But we detoxed him and, you know, he's breathing in the chemicals that these golf courses are being treated with. And he was really in bad shape. So once we detoxed him, his pain went away completely that he had been living with for years. So I could give you a million examples, but detoxing the right way is really important. When toxins come into the system, the liver kind of deciphers, are you, you know, are you part of the, 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 the system or are you something foreign that I have to convert you into an enzyme so I can process you? 
if it is an enzyme, typically, if it if it's a toxin that goes to an enzyme, it goes out, that's great. But if it isn't, it gets stored in fat tissues and fat cells. This is why we lose weight when we detox. But toxins do a tremendous amount of damage, especially in the intestinal lining, where they get reabsorbed all day over and over and over again. And one of the markers that we look for on blood tests is called the homocysteine. And that tells us if you're able to detoxify your own heavy metals and your own toxins. So really important to look at that marker as well. But I detox um, probably three times a year. I have a lot of people in my office who do it four times a year. Even if you just did it twice a year, you'd be way better off and not doing it at all. But I have my own detox, the RGN detox, which your um, listeners have 10% off. um, Okay. Uh, the detox uh, for three months after it drops. And um, you're drinking collagen shakes filled with amino acids and antioxidants that help open up pathways one and two. And then you're eating real food. So you're eating animal protein, you're eating unlimited vegetables, sweet potato, yams, and some good fats, eggs, nuts, seeds, olives, avocados. Um, And we're trying to eat not foods from a package, not foods with preservatives, not dyes, not chemicals, um, no alcohol, Um, our food is very, very sprayed with pesticides. So it's a very easy way to get toxins in the system that way. So it's important to take out the trash. Okay. So that's awesome. Yeah. You, you know, you, you probably hit the nail right in the head with that. Right. So I'm definitely going to look into it. Definitely going to look into it because I haven't detoxed in a long time. (laughs) And weight loss, my philosophy is weight loss is a side effect of wellness. And I focus on wellness and I do not, I tell people all the time, everybody loses weight on the detox. Women typically lose between um, four and seven pounds, but some people lose more and then men lose crazy amounts, seven to 15 pounds, but it's not a weight loss program. I know people like to do it for the weight loss, but it's really a clean cleaning of the liver and the blood. Right. It's like cleaning so that you wouldn't be gaining anymore. That's what we're talking about. It's not exactly. So that's awesome. So you have got this on your um, website? Yes, that Risa Grew Nutrition. What was that? Risa Grew Nutrition. It's on my okay. website. Yeah. Okay, all right. So that's awesome. All right, so uh, all right, guys. So I'm going to have a link to Lisa's website so that you guys can go on and get that um, uh, detox. She said there's 10% off. Is there a coupon for that or that's general? I'll give you the code for that. Yeah, okay. you can. Awesome. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to put that on there too. So you see, I, I told you I'm going to get something out of this right away. And I'm, I'm hoping that you guys too, because um, right. She talks about the four ways that you can, you can, um, you can lose weight. So that's also good to, um, uh, to check on and just um, cross off, cross yeah. off what might apply to you and what might not apply to you because, like she said, she grew up in a household where people weren't even overweight, but they're conscious of weight. And we should all be conscious of weight, whether you're overweight, underweight, the right weight, <laughs> you're in a maintaining, you're losing weight, or you want to gain weight. You know, you're in one of those three buckets. So it's amazing. And of course, a lot of women, when they get past 35, which is what happened with me, then you're not even in menopause yet. But once you get past 35, then your body starts changing and your hormones start changing and you start putting on the pounds. It's just amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So let's talk about um, uh, the six most popular mainstream diets. Um, uh, you know, I started, you know, working with paleo the other day. Um, uh, and, you know, in the past, Atkins is not on this list here, but in the past, you know, I've done, I've done Atkins and I understand paleo 
and Atkins are about the same. And of course, ketogenic, um, you know, I've, I've, I, I understand that. I've, I've done a little bit of that as well. But then you talk about the autoimmune protocol, never heard of that one. And of course, we all know vegan. And then you talk about a low food map or FODMAP and a low lection. So can you talk about those six main Yeah, let's, let's break them down. <laughs> um, yes. So, yeah. And, and uh, let me tell you the philosophy that drove me to write this book. Okay. Um, I've been doing what I do for many, many, many years. And when I first started, I would bring everybody, you know, people would come in and I'd be like, this is what to eat. This is what not to eat. And I started to do their blood labs. And I realized that every body is different. And if you have low blood sugar, you're going to eat very differently than somebody who has high blood sugar. If you have thyroid, you're going to eat very different than somebody who doesn't. If you're autoimmune, same thing. So what I started to gather is that we should all be eating according to our health status. Not so much that there's a book that comes out written by somebody very credible and they say, this is what to eat. Go on the low lectin diet. Works and it does. It works for a lot of people, but it doesn't yeah. work for everybody. Yeah. And same thing with keto. Keto is great for lots of people, but not everybody. I personally couldn't get into the state of ketosis. I kept trying and trying and trying, and I just couldn't get into ketosis without um, exogenous help. So I didn't want to do that. People who don't have gallbladders should not be doing keto. People who have a lot of adrenals, uh, cortisol production, stress, should do not do well on um, keto. Women typically don't do well on keto. So I'll start there with keto. So okay. I, I, I broke this down and created my food frame method. And that is why I wrote the book is because I think it's so important that not one size fits all. It's not this new, you know, this new diet type that is gonna be the miracle. It might be for some, but not for everybody. Well, let me ask you a question right there because I didn't, I wasn't aware that nutritionists take blood. <laughs> so you're basing this from your clients where you you're doing you're, you're testing them and then yeah. you're you're deciding on a um, a nutrition or a plan for them. Uh, is, is that only with functional nutritionists or all Correct. nutritionists take take um, blood? I don't know blood any. Blood. Yeah, I don't know any other um, conventional nutritionist or dietitians who take blood. But I do, I order blood labs and stool tests because then I, I thought know. So. I thought yeah. that, that was different. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then I know, right? I know if you have H. pylori or if you have Giardia or you have Candida or you have parasites, how do we, you know, help that? We've got a fire in the basement. I'm going, you know, eat, eat a couple less carrots, Myrna. How's that going to work for you? Right. You're like, I'm already, it's not about starvation. It's about finding out if there's a fire in the basement. Right. Um, so keto, keto is, stands for uh, ketogenic, and it's basically getting the body in the state of ketosis. When we are in the state of ketosis, it basically changes our fuel source. So now everybody is born to have a fuel source from carbohydrates, sugar. Any carbs turn into sugar, and sugar creates the body, the pancreas, to pump out insulin. And then it creates that insulin and that insulin converts that sugar or carbohydrate and puts it into, it converts it into glycogen, puts it in the cell and it's used for energy. ATP is what we make from the mitochondria within the cell. So, you know, this is difficult for people who, who have insulin resistant. I mean, it's good for people who have blood sugar issues because it helps, but, um, so when you go into the state of ketosis, you're changing that fuel source from a carbohydrate 
to fat. Mm -hmm. So we have very, very, very little carbohydrates. And I mean, less than 20 net carbs in a day, which is low. And um, maybe 5% of your diet is in carbohydrates. And all foods have carbohydrates, except for animal protein and fats like oils. Um, uh, Olives are really low. Um, And so what happens is your fuel source, you're starting to create ketones. We would see ketones in your urine. That means you're burning fat for fuel. Mm -hmm. And it's great for that person. Most men do really well with keto. Not all women do well with keto. My my husband is actually on it. He he does it with the intermittent intermittent fasting. Perfect. He must be losing you know, 15 hours a day. And right. He's, right. Anyway, and he's, he's lost 30, 40 pounds on it. Exactly. exactly. That's the person who does it. He's perfect. Right. for. That. He probably has a gallbladder. Yeah. So that's a perfect person for that. Women don't do as well. And, um, but some women do, but again, this is not something I would recommend if you don't have a gallbladder, if you have, I check for steatocrit in a stool test to see if you have fat malabsorption, if you don't have any fat malabsorption issues, try it as a woman. If you have a lot of stress, it may not work for you. But I would recommend getting a urine stick so you uh, can check it every morning to see if you're in the state of ketosis. Oh, really? So keto. Let's stop there for a minute. So you can get a stick and, and check it? At Walgreens, CVS. Yeah. Okay. It's on. And you just, that's what I did is I would pee on the stick every morning to see if I'm in the state of ketosis. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's a great tip. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm not good with guessing, as I told you. I don't like it. I want to know. So, yeah. So that is... Benefits. So what are the drawbacks? You, I guess you told me if you have a... Um, so you're, you're eating a lot of fat. You're right. eating a lot of fat. You have to really sustain yourself on animal protein and fat. So eat. this is the person who wants all the cheese and the bacon they can have. You can have all the cream and the And, you know, all the sausages, all that, you can eat that. The hard part about keto, it's hard to get enough fiber because all fiber sources are are plants. They all have carbohydrates. A lot of people can find that they get constipated on this. So water, 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 water. um, And some kind of fiber is what I would recommend. Getting high school internships and college internships isn't quite as hard as you might think. Internships play a crucial role in shaping one's career. They not only help high schoolers, undergraduates, and graduates gain real exposure to working environments, but they also help students develop the necessary skills required to stand out in a saturated job market. High school internships and college internships can be a great way to start building your professional network, develop skills, boost your resume, improve college applications, and receive valuable feedback from professionals. They can also be a good indicator of whether you'll like your future profession. Head over to www.horizonworldwide.org and apply for your internship. The mission of this website is to make high school internships and college internships easy, accessible. That website again is horizonworldwide.org. Hip-hop recording artists and climate activist LeGrand presents Comedians for Climate Action on Friday, October the 28th, 2022 at the Atlantucky Brewing located at 170 Northside Drive, Southwest Atlanta. This event is hosted by comedian Toure, 
The event will feature comedians and a live performance by LeGrand. We welcome donations to Trees Atlanta as one of the many ways to take action to benefit Earth's climate. There will be two shows. One show begins at 7 p.m. and the other at 9 p.m. Additional details can be found on the artist LeGrand's website, www.legrandescape.com. Come out and enjoy big laughs and hip-hop music for a great cause. Organizations or vendors interested in sponsorship opportunities should email thelegrandescape at gmail.com. Pick up your tickets at Eventbrite at Legrand Presents Comedian for Climate Action Tickets or click the link on the show page. I'm not a big fan for keto longer than three months. I would say take a break for a week or two, get out of ketosis, you can get back in it. It takes a little bit of time to get into it, very easy to get out of it. Um, And some people will experience the keto flu is what they call it. You feel like you're coming down with the flu for the first few days while you're getting into the state of ketosis. I never felt that because I really never got into the state. Never got into it. <laughs> All right. But you, can, you can take, you know, you can take ketones to help you get in there. But yeah, for somebody with blood sugar issues and wants to lose a lot of weight, like your husband would be perfect. I mean, I don't know what his situation is, but that yeah, what he's doing right. is perfect for that person. Yeah. All right. That's awesome. All right. And then paleo. Paleo is my favorite, probably of all of them, because it is really the most broadest appeal. So almost everybody should be doing keto, uh, paleo rather, and you can be doing it. It's very safe. You could do it long term. It's how I eat. And really, it goes down to the paleolithic times. And so you're eating the, the philosophy of when we were created, how did we eat? And we ate animal protein as clean quality as possible because there's another source of toxins. We have a lot of um, uh, uh, growth hormones and antibiotics in our, our, our meats. And then our chickens are, are just eating just grains and, and things that they're not supposed to be eating. And um, they weren't born to eat. And our fish is uh, farmed and filled with, with chemicals also. So it's really important to eat good quality. You can have unlimited vegetables any way you want them except for deep fried uh, we make a couple exceptions like no corns, peas, or string beans really very often. We take out legumes, we take out grains, we take out dairy, we take out sugar and processed foods. So you're having sweet potato, yams, um, uh, good fats, very similar to my detox. My detox is very paleo. So, um, and I love this. It's really the easiest one to do. You can stay on it long-term and you're really removing the high carby foods and the inflammatory foods bread, sugar, dairy, alcohol. You can have a little bit of alcohol on paleo, um, but like tequila, gin, uh, vodka, things like that. No beer. No well, beer. that's interesting because um, one of my sponsors is Green Chef and they set me up with paleo recipes and I've been, I've been using them, but I didn't even know what it meant. You know, I know that it had something to do with, um, like I said, something similar to Atkins, where um, low carbs and high protein, because the food that they sent me were all vegetables and protein. I didn't know what it meant. So now, um, so for if you're saying that this is the best diet, can you expand on what what it does? And yeah, yeah, is it just whole, clean eating or what? <laughs> the whole point of paleo is to decrease that systemic inflammation and increase good gut health. So it has a lot of fiber, which is really good for the microbiome, for for general good diversity and gut health. 
Um, we're removing the sugar, the dairy, the uh, grains, and the legumes. And legumes, I'll get into that a little later when we talk about lectins, but they're hard to digest. If you don't have enough digestive enzymes in the system, you're going to have a hard time breaking them down. And they're also filled with tons of carbohydrates. So I am a former vegan myself, and I lived on, on beans specifically, a little bit of grains, but not much. And my blood sugars, I just watched go through the roof. I was almost pre-diabetic. And it wow. was just because I was eating so many beans at every meal, lentils and garbanzo beans and hummus and black beans. And I mean, usually, right. That's you your just purpose. My question, because I came back from a cruise and I was on this cruise for three weeks and I came back and I thought that my, my weight was going to go through the roof because of course I couldn't wait when I was there and I didn't gain a pound and I came back and all of a sudden I have gained three pounds. And I thought that I was doing really well by adopting what I learned on the cruise. The crude will give you soup first, and then they will give you um, the, your, your course meals and dessert. I don't eat the dessert. But what I've been doing is, is, is eating um, pea soup. <laughs> Very high carb. Myrna, we need to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the people that are listening, what Lisa just said, or Risa just said, is that beans has a lot of carbs, even though they tell you that beans are very good for you, which is why they are. There's good polyphenols, there's good fiber, there are great benefits to beans, but people don't realize they add up there. It's it, you're, you might as well eat a Twinkie, right? It's the same thing. You're having that many carbs that your right. insulin is producing and you're, you're spiking your blood sugar levels. That's serious. All right. Okay. Keep going. All right. So, okay, the paleo. so that's paleo. Right. So, um, yes. Are there then, any drawbacks to paleo? Cause you said really no. benefits and the drawbacks. No, None. it's easy to travel with. Wow. It's just easy period. So, okay. um, and it's not that I don't ever, ever, ever eat a bean. I was, um, at dinner the other night and I had a salad with garbanzo beans and I ate them, right. but I don't know when the last time I had them. So every now and then right. I do having them every bloody day <laughs> yeah well there you go there you go now it'll be interesting if you just remove that to see what happens at the scale yeah, yeah. okay so we got through keto and paleo then we're going to go to vegetarian or vegan and there's in my book i go in great uh, uh detail with this there's different types of vegetarians you know i i meet vegetarians all the time they come in my office and they are like i'm vegetarian i go okay so what are we eating and they're usually eating bread bread and bread and and oreos french fries coke you know these are all vegetarian foods but they are not good for us they're processed foods so you can fall into that trap of processed diet um and and occasionally i do meet a real vegetarian who actually eats vegetables but they have to have some protein source so again there's the beans and the grains nuts and the seeds. So um, it's not something I recommend for everyone. Um, I really don't really recommend I eat uh, eating vegetarian or vegan for most people. Um, but I do recommend eating a lot of plants, no matter what, because we were born to eat plants. Um, but um, there's a gene mutation that I test everybody I work with for called MTHFR. It's very common. I have it, both my kids have it, it's genetic. And 90% of the population has it. And it's a, it's, it basically means that we don't methylize our B12 and or our folate or B9. So it's really important, especially for those people with a B12, you've got to get it from external sources. And being vegetarian is just not that great for you if you have that allele. 
Um, so I'm, I'm just not a huge fan of vegetarian, but I know people are really um, tied to it. I was, when I was vegetarian, um, not really a moral thing so much, but because I wanted to eat clean because our, our protein is so, I mean, I just was driving down from Northern California a couple weekends ago and I saw these huge cattle farms or what they were cattle farms and all this big land. And now there's just the cows under this, uh, this uh, roof and they're just eating from the troughs. They're just eating grain. There's no grass on the entire place. There's a huge factory, huge factories. Yeah, I understand that that's what's happening to the cows now. I don't eat a lot of beef. So beef is not my thing. So, cause yeah. I've learned a long time that beef is back for you. But yeah, the beef, you know, milk yeah. and all that too comes in yeah. with the hormones that they're feeding the cows and the yeah. cows are not eating grass. And yeah. yes, they're eating antibiotics and all that stuff because, you know, they want to make, they, they want to fatten them up. So it works for them, works for us, right? That's how we do it. So, um, so that's vegetarian. And then let's talk about um, AIP. AIP stands for autoimmune protocol. And it is basically for anybody who has autoimmune disease, you could do it if you don't but it's fairly restrictive. It's a, an elimination diet. So it's 30 to 90 days. And I would recommend if you have one or two or more autoimmune, you go for 90 days as best you can. It's very restrictive. It's paleo. However, we're removing nightshades. So that's tomatoes, potatoes, um, all potatoes, except for sweet potato and yams, um, eggplant and peppers of any kind. So anything but black pepper. So paprika, red peppers, um, um, you know, jalapenos, um, and then, um, and goji berries, and then they're removing, um, nuts, seeds, eggs. So it is very restrictive. They bring in a little bit of fruit, um, but very little berries, a little bit of apple, things like that. Um, but it's pretty restrictive. And the whole point is to quell the inflammation that's driving these antibodies that are, are causing that cytokine storm. Well, circle back. So you're saying that the foods that you remove are foods that contribute to inflammation? Correct. If you have autoimmune, nightshades are foods that are high in lectins, which I'll get to next. Ah. But um, lectins can cause inflammation. Yes. Well, Steve, Dr. Stephen Gundry has been, you know, talking about this all the time about lectins and, you know, yeah. how these things go through your, your barrier and your stomach and you shouldn't yeah. eat them. And I, and I listen and I'm thinking, you know, why is tomatoes bad? <laughs> but you're just saying exactly the same thing. You know, right. I don't eat eggplant. So that's, that's out of, yeah, I'm allergic to it. But um, nightshade is, um, yeah. What are some of the nightshade vegetables again? I know there's tomatoes. What else is there? Tomatoes of all kind, potatoes of all kind, except for sweet potato and yams, different family, um, eggplant and um and peppers, any kind of pepper except for black right, pepper. Right. Well, right. Yeah. Right. So, and, and Gundry, he endorsed my book. He's on the cover of my book. I'm doing his podcast actually in a couple of weeks, but he, um, he is actually right on all the research he did about lectins and lectins basically, you know, we all as human living organisms, we all have a defense uh, uh, mechanism, right? If we're being attacked, humans, we can kick, bite, scream, flee, call 911, right? Plants don't have that ability. So what they have is what I call a hard candy shell around them. Um, and it's around the germ or the seed. So they say, you know, I want to just survive and procreate just like humans, right? Those are our two main goals, living organisms. And so they have this protective coating. Now, if you have a very acidic stomach, 
you have enough digestive enzymes in your gut, you're going to be able to break those down. But even if you break those down, they are, they are, those lectins can cause a lot of inflammation, especially somebody with a leaky gut. So yeah, that's what he talks about a lot, the leaky gut. And I'm trying to, I always try to explain it to people because, you know, we only have way. one layer of epithelial cells in the intestinal lining, just one. We have some villi there protecting it. But mm-hmm. once you damage that layer, we have poke holes are called tight junctions. And gluten is a great helper to open up those tight junctions, right? Causing leaky gut. And then next thing you know, we've got food intolerances and inflammation. You do this long enough, you create antibodies and you'll get an autoimmune most likely. So it's leaky gut's a thing. I test every single person I work with for it. And I would say most people have it. For sure, I would say 70, 75% of the people I test have leaky gut. Wow. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, the detox is really good for that. And I have products like gut sweep and gut reboot to help with that question. Um, you know, my son-in-law is overweight and he went to the doctor and the doctor tells him that, you know, he should eat peanuts as a snack. (laughs) And I remember that's one of the things that Dr. Gundry said you shouldn't eat because it goes through your, you know, whatever. And I, and I keep saying blood brain barrier, but I know it's not the blood brain barrier because that's in your head, but um, yeah. So so the reason, right. But you said a minute ago, just nuts. So we know, I know about peanuts. Can you tell our audience what are some of the nuts that are bad for you that will, that will go through this barrier? Right. And, and, and just another word on peanuts, peanuts carry an aflatoxin, which is basically mold and peanuts are actually not a nut. It's a legume. So that's why it's high in M lectins. So, um, and you know, I'm not a person who will say never, ever, never, ever, like why are tomatoes bad? They're not bad. They're just not great for a lot of people. If you're in the state of inflammation, it's got great properties of lycopene and other great properties to it but in moderation, right? And so, but if you're in a, in a, if you've got the fire raging and you got the squirt gun going and you need the, the hose, I would take the tomatoes out just while you clean, you get that fire out. Once the fire's out, have it occasionally. I have it occasionally, but I don't eat it all the time. I don't feel any different, but you're having a, a response in your intestinal lining that you're not even aware of. So um, nuts in itself are pretty good. I'm not a big fan of cashews um, just because they're also high in lectins. They're also high in fat, which is good. But, um, but peanuts are really the, the sort of the, the not good for you, nut or legume. Guess what? A doctor told him to eat that. Can you believe that? <laughs> I yeah, said, I can't believe it. I can believe- <laughs> if I started an Instagram with everything somebody told me their doctor told them, people wouldn't believe it. I could totally, and I have to, I work with doctors all the time as clients. So I do believe it. It's crazy. So yeah, no, I wouldn't be doing that, taking that advice, but, um, and it's not so much that nuts are bad. It's that the proteins in them go through the holes in the intestinal lining. So it could be fish. It could be chicken. It could be something else or a nut that are really healthy for you. It's just that these, if you have a leaky gut, any kind of protein, typically, I mean, I test for that. I can test for food allergies to see which proteins are going through. Um, and so then people that are listening, what's, what's bad about a leaky gut? So a le- a leaky gut. <laughs> you don't want a leaky gut because exactly that, that reason that you're poking these holes and things are going through stress, toxins, food particles, 
organ malfunctions, bread sugar, dairy, and alcohol are all going through and causing your body to go in the state of inflammation and cause uh, food sensitivities, right? Okay. Not food allergies, but food sensitivities. And if you do that long enough, you'll create an autoimmune disease, right? The antibodies are created. So it's got a place to, it's got to park itself. So it's going to be an organ, a gland or a tissue. So, you know, if it's fibromyalgia, it's your muscles. If it's rheumatoid arthritis, it's your joints. If it's thyroid, it's your, you know, Hashimoto's, it's your thyroid. So it's, um, you know, you don't want antibodies. You don't want autoimmune diseases. So that's why you don't want a leaky gut. Also, it just, it impairs everything. Brain fog. I mean, it goes on and on digestive issues, things like that. Your gut, you test for a leaky gut? I, I tested in a stool test. Okay. Yeah. Great. And I find out in that I stool test. That test too. <laughs> yeah, it's a great test. Trust me. And occasionally we'll find like early stage cancer. Actually, I found it in 35 year old man who just wanted to lose some weight. And I just ordered the test because that's what I do for everybody. And we wow. found um, a lot of blood, microscopic blood. And he went and had a colonoscopy. I said, you got to go stat. And he did. And they found four polyps and it was eventually turned out to be cancer. But, you know, he's fine now, but we caught it early. So again, prevention. Um, So what did we do? So then now we're getting to low lectin. So, oh, so autoimmune uh, protocol, that's just really for people with autoimmunity. And what I recommend is 30 to 90 days after that, it quells that inflammation. After that, you either jump on paleo or you jump on low lectin after that. And low lectin is just that, you know, Dr. Gundry didn't create low lectin, but he really uh, brought it to the forefront. And lectins, as I said, those are that, the, uh, that protective um, uh, shield around the germ or the seed of, of plants. So it's in um, very high in legumes, grains, um, nightshades, um, peanuts, uh, cashews also, um, and then, um, different types of things. So, uh, if you go on a low lectin, um, it decreases your, your inflammation as well and increases your good gut health. So that's that. And then the last one is low FODMAP and FODMAP is an acronym and it stands for, uh, fermented oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. And in plain English, that means different types of carbohydrates that, um, are there, there, they cause a lot of gas production is what happens. And so if you have IBS, irritable bowel syndrome, which is basically a non uh, diagnosis for some inflammation, which I find out on the stool test, how much you have, but if you have inflammation in the intestinal lining, either have IBS or IBD, irritable bowel disease or SIBO, which I test people for, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth. And that is um, constant chronic bloating and it's paired with either chronic diarrhea or chronic constipation. So okay. if you have either of those three, that is something that I recommend doing low FODMAP. So these are carbohydrates that absorb water and they tend to make you bloat. Um, and um, they create a, a prompt for methanobacteria, say it's a methane gas production um, to go and that these people know exactly I'm talking to them now. They go, that's me. They know exactly who they are. Onions and garlic, um, really jack them up big time. So they'll just feel really, really bloated. Mm. Yeah. Okay. And some of the foods as well. Wow. wow. Yeah. I learned a lot from that, um, synopsis of the, um, diets. Wow. I love it. And, you know, as I'm listening to you, I am, um, I am definitely, 
more convinced that nutrition or knowing about nutrition is extremely important because everybody is guessing and you're right. They pick up a book here or they, they hear some, their friend is doing it and everybody jumps on and, and it doesn't work because one thing I know is that your digestive system is as unique as your fingerprint. So mm. you can't actually, um, what works for me, you know, I went to a nutritionist once and um, uh, she told me that I should eat um, um, oats every morning. Oats doesn't work for me for some unknown reason. So now I started back eating oats again. I, I'm oats again. I'm, I'm like, I'm Bang on the sugar I'm diet. Eating I'm eating oats and I'm eating peas. No wonder the scale is going up. But yeah. I, I, started, <laughs> I started eating oats again every morning. But what I do, I put protein powder in it. And um, it, because what oats was doing for me is that I'm hungry in an hour. So my digestive system doesn't work with it. So I'm trying to trick it by putting the protein powder in it, but I'm going to stick with the protein powder. powder and get rid of the oats, protein, fat, and fiber at <laughs> every meal. I have a collagen shake every single day. Collagen <laughs> helps leaky gut. It helps um, cellulite. It helps muscle. It helps um, uh, hair, skin, and nails. It helps joint pain. I have probably two servings of collagen every single day. It's really yeah. good. It's a great protein source, very low in carb, uh, protein, fat, and fiber. So I start off with coconut milk. I add coconut cream. I put my, today it had my chocolate collagen plus, which has the amino acids and antioxidants to help open up those detox pathways. And then I put some fiber in. So I put in, today I put in hemp seeds and spinach. So usually I do a seed and a green and very, very filling takes you the distance. Your body doesn't need anything else. And it's, I had maybe three carbs, four carbs for, you know, for the day. I am getting it. I am getting it. All right. So we come to the point where we're going to talk about, you know, you know, you went through your book as far as with the six different diets. So tell our listeners now um, where, you know, about your book, it's called food frame diet is a four letter word. And of course, I'm sure you can get it on Amazon, but Tell us about, um, uh, you know, your website, your Instagram handle, and how people can get a hold of you for this amazing information that yeah. you've given. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So I recommend everybody find out what their food frame is. And you can take the quiz. It's only 12 questions on my website at Risa Grew Nutrition. It's R-I-S-A. Last name is G-R-O-U-X, like x-ray nutrition.com. There you will find my book. There you will find my course, How to, uh, Achieving Optimal Thyroid Health. There you will find tons of articles and my product line, my detox, my collagen. I have collagen and collagen plus. That's um, more of the detox collagen. After you're done with the detox, you can stay on that for more liver detoxification. And then a plethora of other supplements I have. I have these amazing collagen bars that are delicious chocolate bars that are only eight net carbs and they're great. I have one almost every day. So uh, Instagram is Risa Grew Nutrition. My TikTok is Risa Grew Nutrition. Facebook, Risa Grew Nutrition. And um, I work with people all over the world. Um, we do it by Zoom. So you are welcome to, um, anybody's welcome to call and uh, make an appointment and we'll order labs. Uh, we'll send you a stool test at your home and then we'll have you go to your local lab for blood work. And um, yeah, and, and then we'll just watch you heal and lose weight. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I'm going to become one of your clients. So that's amazing. I think I'm going to start with definitely 
the detox and the collagen and um, see how that works. But I've, I've immediately figured out what my problem is. Immediately. Oats and peas. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, isn't that great? So protein, fat, and fiber. So protein, animal protein, some, all the vegetables you want for lunch and for dinner, same thing. And then snack on some good fats or, or more vegetables or hard well, I was doing that because, you know, that's one of the things I learned from the cruise, you know, um, they always had a soup in the beginning and that's what I was trying to, you know, um, recreate. But then for the meal, it was always, a, you know, vegetables and a protein. Um, and I, so that's basically what I was doing. I was just doing, I, and then of course I figured that um, I was, I listened to some, all right, my same doctor that I went to, he says that he was so sin, slim because he eats his, you know, his oats in the morning. And I thought, you know, I should try that again. <laughs> Now you're the perfect example of one size does not fit all, no, right? No, it does not. It does not. Okay. So that's amazing. All right, Risa, this was amazing. Um, wow. You know, like I said, nutrition is very important. And um, you guys that are listening, you have to have picked up at least a couple of nuggets um, uh, from my conversation with Risa. Even if you go and figure out what a paleo diet is and, and look it up and and, you know, she has a lot of articles on her website. So start there and educate yourself. Definitely pick up a copy of her book and um, and learn nutrition and see what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So and I, have, I talk about blood tests in the book, too, what markers to order. I have a whole thing and all that. And then I have recipes. So I have about seven recipes for each diet type and they're easy. I don't have a lot of time to cook. So they're easy. Wow. That's amazing. All right, guys. So that website again was RisaGrewNutrition.com and Grew is spelled G-R-O-U-X. For my listeners, you know that you can find a transcript of my conversation with Risa on the show page, which is blog.myhelps.us. And I would have links out to her website and she's offering a 10% discount. She's going to send me the coupon code for that. So that will be on the website, blog.myhelps.us. And definitely pick up a copy of her book, head over to her website, get some of her products. I will definitely be heading there straight after this call. <laughs> and, you know, try those collagen shakes. And I am sure that I need a good detox. So I will definitely start there. Thank you, Risa. This was a very interesting conversation. Very illuminating, very educational and I hope that you learned as much from my conversation, Risa, as I did. Um, uh, we're fresh out of time. So, Risa, any last words before we wrap up? You know, the one suggestion I would say for people is just eat food, real whole food, without chemicals, without a package. You'll feel much better. Yes, that's true. Yep, that was part of your intro on your bios. That's right. Whole foods. It's great. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, listen, thank you for tuning in to um, Transform Your Mind to Transform Your Life. Here we're talking about nutrition today, how nutrition can definitely transform your life by having you transform your mind on the foods that you're eating. So thank you guys for tuning in. Until next time, namaste. Namaste.